Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, back again with another episode. Oh, okay, let's try this again. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. If you're listening on Apple or iTunes, please go leave a five-star rating and a positive review. That would be super dope of you. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe so you can watch all of our other videos you can be updated you can leave comments we'd super appreciate it we would love to have you back and yeah like i said today we're gonna do a podcast today we're gonna do a podcast about linebackers we're gonna cover linebackers 13 through 24 in our consensus idp army top 24 linebacker rankings if you missed the top 12 go back check out the last video like subscribe you know all that good stuff. Leave a comment. Who do you think we are talking about now that needed to be in that video? But yeah, I'm joined by my man, Joe Herboth. How you doing, Joe? Doing pretty good, man. Excited to be on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So before we jump into our rankings, um, we're going to talk about a couple of just, you know, odds and ends things. Um, one thing is, of course, go check out Monkey Knife Fight. Another thing is Sleeper did change their designations on IDP players. That was kind of a big topic today. By the time you guys actually see this video, I don't know if they will have changed it back or updated it or not, but they have, I've talked to Sleeper and it's looking like we are going to get, they're going to, it's not going to stay the way that they changed it. So don't go doing anything crazy like dropping Zadarius Smith or Harold Landry or trading them for pennies on the dollar. Um, Things are going to change. You know, be patient. It's still early in the offseason. They're making improvements to their system, and that's what we want them to do. So there's going to be some growing pains, but this is when they do that. So, yeah, never fear. That is going to get worked out. So I definitely wanted to bring that to the forefront. Uh, yeah, so we also want to talk about uh, PFF, our good friends over at PFF. They dropped their top 10 linebacker rankings today on their on their Twitter, not their Twitter. Yeah, on their Twitter. So we thought it would be fun to share that with you guys and see what you think about them. So they had Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner, Eric Kendricks, Levante David, Demario Davis, 
Darius Leonard at six, Deion wow. Jones, Roquan Smith, Deontay Hightower, who didn't play last year, and Alexander, Alexander Johnson. Johnson. Wow. That's awesome. Awfully so the, awesome. Awfully awesome. I know it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people love to trash PFF, but you know, we're different around here. We don't. Nah, I'm just kidding. Let's trash them. <laughs> What's I up mean, with how, this? How are you going to put Darius Alexander Leonard's... Johnson and Dante Hightower in your top 10? You have Darius Leonard at six, Roquan Smith at eight, behind Bobby Wack. Demario Davis is in the top five. Okay, I can understand. Let's show a little love to Demario Davis. He's earned his right to be there, okay? Dante of, Hightower. Darius Leonard and Roquan I can say he earned his right to be ahead of them, but he definitely earned the right to be in a top linebacker list that went to does, does Fred Warner deserve a top three? No, no, position? not even close. Not Freddie, even. baby. Here's the thing, and this is, for better or worse, PFF skews their grading to coverage. So if you are good at coverage, then you're just automatically the best linebacker in the league. And that just seems to be what it is. That's why Devin White, the best linebacker in the NFL in actual life, that's not Darius Leonard or Roquan Smith, isn't even on this list because he's, quote, unquote, sucks at coverage. <laughs> sure, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I guess we'll take your I word hope, for it. You know. My opponents in, in fantasy leagues are, are taking that to heart, this list right here. That'll really help come start up drafts. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bobby Wagner at one. I mean, I understand paying homage there. Darius Leonard, though, needs to be one or two in grading and just all and just any list. Like, I don't know. This guy, uh, per Sam Monson, I guess I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. Just. There's just a lot of, I have a lot of questions. I did go through the comments pretty deep and there was a lot of Miles Jack love in the comments of this, in the uh, 800 comments that this has. Uh, quite a few of them were pro Miles Jack. Kind of. And didn't he barely make it on our 24, like the back end? He did. He just skin, got him by the skin of his balls. Which makes us, you know, <laughs> people want him top 10. People want him top 10. And yeah. no Devin Bush. Yeah, no Devin Bush. Wow. Anyway, we thought that would be a little fun thought exercise for everyone. Just so if you guys think we're crazy, go check out these loons over at uh, PFF. Yeah. They, they have make good us look better. Yeah, they make us look better. No, we no 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 real shade at PFF. I mean, what they do and what we do are different. So their ten best linebackers are just not as good as our ten best linebackers. So pretty simple. Yeah, pretty easy stuff to figure out. Okay, let's get right to it. Coming in at 13 for us on our rankings is the man, Deion Jones. He did come in on the PFF rankings at number seven. 13 for us, um, you know, it was kind of a tale of two careers so far for Deion Jones. Well, okay, that's not the right word. It's been a roller coaster for Deion Jones. It's been high highs, low lows, and he got back up there this year, finished as a top uh, 12 linebacker. We have him coming in at 13. You know, for me, it really comes down to the impact plays and the tackle floor. I mean, that's always, you know, it's always redundant. We talk about it a lot, but Deion Jones' tackle floor this last year was just not, it wasn't what it was the his first really big year. I got up like 130-something. He just barely put over 100 this year. He was saved by the impact plays. Now, for better or worse, Dan Quinn is now gone, so I don't know if the impact plays, the the um, the amount of blitzes that Deion Jones was being asked to to do, 
is going to be there for him this year. So if he can't get his tackles up, I'm a little bit concerned. He's a, a obviously a high-end linebacker too for us here at 13. Um, what are your thoughts on Deion Jones? I know you were, you were, you've always been high on Deion Jones. Actually, I believe the very first person I ever talked to about IDP in my life was you. Yeah, and you I, I like Deion Jones. You had him on a team. Like you said, 25 impact plays, that's pretty high. Um, he uh, career high this last year with four and a half sacks. Um, and actually throughout his career, the guy has five touchdowns on the IDP side in five seasons. So I have I would like to know anyone that can top that list in the last five years. You know, I imagine he's amongst the top. Um, and like you said, the only thing really keeping him from being much, much higher on this list is his lack of um, his tackle floor. You know, he doesn't have a, a very high tackle floor, but he makes up for it in, you know, impact plays, like you said. So if he could find a way, maybe this new defensive coordinator coming in can can maybe get more out of him, get him more opportunities to increase his tackle floor. And if these impact plays, if he keeps somewhere around the 2025 range and increases those tackles, we could be looking at easily a top six linebacker. Yeah, the upside's there. Atlanta, I just got off the show and people were talking about Atlanta. There seems to be a lot of, I don't know, they feel to me like the the Eagles a couple of years ago or last year where everybody's just like, oh, they're going to be so good. And I'm just like, I just don't see it. You know, I just, I think there's going to be a lot of defensive snaps for Atlanta. I think he could get his tackles up just by being on the field more this year. Um, yep. Yeah. And then they, they do have a pretty good offense. I mean, yeah, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Julio. We do know though. Ryan's not, still good. We do know though. Julio's not going to play there. Like yeah. Julio's gone. This but is the Calvin first time Ridley. we'll see. This is the first time we'll see Matt Ryan have to play a full season without Julio. Like there's just, I just, I find it hard to project success onto the Atlanta Falcons. Wins and losses. I agree. Um, As far as putting up points, I still think Matt Ryan's a a pretty damn good quarterback and they still have Calvin Ridley. Who's a top 15 wide receiver, any fashion you want to look at. And supposedly Cal Pitts is already the greatest tight end ever played. So just with those two right there, they're set. So, And I mean, I don't know. They always they always put up points. Matt Ryan gets a lot of hits. No, you're right. They a lot of points. Their defense is probably going to be on the field a lot to have other opponents keep up. And Deion Jones has benefited from that in his career. So I look forward to that continuing because it's it's gonna. All right, let's move on down. Staying in division, coming in at 14 for us is Levante David. Uh, he's a legend for IDP fantasy players that have played for a long time. He's one of the highest floor, high ceiling producers. Uh, 2020, 16 games he played, 273 points, 17 points per game. Um, did finish just a little bit outside of the top 12 this last year. 117 combined tackles, which is the second lowest total of his career. Um, but as usual, you know, he is and was an impact player um, coming through for you in a big way, um, you know, playing alongside Devin Bush or Devin White, rather. But I mean, listen to the impact play totals for Levante David over the past four years. I mean, 26, 23, 22, 20. So what are you going to get with Levante David? A guy who's going to make plays. Uh, 34 impact plays in 2016. I'm looking at the index right now. And some guys that have really high impact play numbers i will record even farther back and i'm looking right now at levante david this is crazy 34 in 2016 21 in 2015 27 and 14 46 in 2013 and 27 
in 2012. This guy is on a whole other stratosphere as far as consistency and high-level production. It's almost shameful that we have him this low. And for me, of all the guys that are in this kind of area of our rankings, he, to me, is the guy who's most likely going to finish higher just because of the disruptive defense that he plays on. You know, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, Devin White, Antoine Winfield. We got Tom Brady putting the points on the board. He, the, I mean, it's just going to be more of the same. And with the ceiling that he has, um, he could easily push into the top 12, I think. But for 14 for us right now, what, what are your thoughts on David? I agree with you completely. I mean, this guy, like you said, he really it's, – it's hard to justify having him this low. But at some point, you you almost have to have to choose a few players over him just due to age. Um, but he's just consistently performed. His tackles have kind of declined over the years, um, but he's still getting the impact plays. So who who really cares? His numbers are still really efficient and effective. Um, and he just did he not just get a contract from them or an extension for 2021, and I think even beyond. Um, so that's that was nice to see. Um, so yeah, there's, there's really, and with him, if he, if you do have him on your team, you can't hardly justify trading him because you're not going to get what I've noticed is you're not going to get what he's worth. He's worth a lot. He's worth a top six linebacker position, but you're not going to get that out of him due to his age. I mean, he is, he is aging and but he's still performing. And we're seeing now with the way the NFL is, you know, wide receivers and offensive players aren't taking the hits that they used to. So they're playing longer and the same is, is slowly happening for the linebackers that used to deliver those hits. They're starting to play longer. So used to at 30, we saw a massive decline. We're now seeing these guys play pretty effectively like Levante and Demario Davis and Bobby Wagner. They're, they're all like 31, 32 playing at a high, high rate. So he could, he could do this for a couple more years. I, I think we could see that that's realistic. Yeah. Love it. I love that take. I love the confidence. And I mean, there's no one with a more solid resume <clears throat> on which to plant that kind of confidence. So love that. All right, we'll go on down, moving quickly to 15 for us. We have Kenneth Murray, second year with the Los Angeles Chargers. Why don't you take the lead on Kenneth Murray? We texted a little bit about him the other night. Yeah, uh, I feel Kenneth Murray, there's a lot more meat left to be had with this guy. Um, Hopefully we see a pretty large improvement. He played, you know, the full season in 2021 his rookie year, uh, 201 points, you know, according to IDP, one, two, three scoring, which averaged out to be 12.56 points per game, which isn't awful. Um, 107 combined tackles, five tackles for loss. He didn't force any snap, any turnovers, and he was on the field a lot for 959 snaps. And out of all those snaps, he was only able to obtain nine or create nine impact plays. So that's not really that great for that type of, uh, of snaps. And for reference, um, guys like Danny Trevathan, who had 832 snaps, and Nick Morrow both finished the season higher than him with you know less snap count. So really, I feel like we're 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 going off of projections and, and what he's we we think he's capable of. But I think we you know as far as trying to get him in leagues, and I've, I'm guilty of it myself. I've I've acquired him in a couple of leagues, and I think maybe there's a chance we could overpay right now because we haven't seen it. It's it's purely you know, hopefully what we've seen is this floor is really what I'm hoping for. And if, if that's the case, that's awesome. Um, I would just like to definitely see a pretty substantial jump in uh, of actual performance this year in 2021. Most notably impact plays. I mean, he was on the field a massive amount for a, a rookie, almost a thousand snaps. 
And, you know, to, to only have nine impact plays, we, we definitely want to see that number climb. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance it will. I know I mentioned to you that, you know, he played injured last year, um, some sort of shoulder injury, but he wanted to, you know, from what I understand, he just said, you know, said, I want to tough it out. Like, I know you guys drafted me to be the leader of this team, leader of this defense, um, and I'm not going to not play. So that probably did make him a little tentative, you know, in his ability to make plays on the ball. Another guy who I feel like suffered from that exact same thing we're going to be talking about very soon. Um, and I hope that's the case. I, I really do because, you know, that I, I want to see guys be like that. I think that's pretty awesome. And, uh, and, and I guess we'll find out. And also the, the San Diego Chargers are trending up on offense. So that bodes well for, you know, the defense on the IDP side um, because there's going to be more, you know, a potential – opportunities on the defense because the other team's going to want to score more so really right now everything is trending up we just need to see it put you know pen to paper with his stats and you know getting derlin james back i know you're a little low on him than most but you know that could that could bode well for him too yeah need all the help you can get out there los angeles mo charges mo charges all right we're going to move on down the list at 16 we have another uh veteran Demario Davis from one of your favorite teams, the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, Demario Davis played has been on a couple of different teams now, kind of has settled into a really dominant role uh, for the <clears throat> for the Saints in their middle linebacking position. Like I say, he's a little bit older, 32 years old, but that's not really something I'm concerned about um, as to what you said. You know, one of the things you love about him is the consistency. You look at his career. He's played 16 games every year since 2017, played 15 in 2016, but then the three years previous to that, 16, 16, 16. So he always shows up. He doesn't get hurt. He's not missing time for whatever reason. Another thing you love to see is the tackles for a loss. So last four years, he's gone over double-digit tackles for loss. Now, just for reference on what that means, you know, we talked about Bobby Wagner in our last show, who has only gone over double-digit tackles for loss three times in his career, nine years. We have DeMario Davis going over that four times. You know, that's high leverage snaps, tackles for loss. I don't know if anyone listens to Move the Sticks podcast, but they literally just had um, Luke Keekley on there, and he was talking about the most underrated uh, uh, defensive play in football is a tackle for loss. And I agree with him wholeheartedly, and he named all the reasons I say that they should be, you know, worth more in IDP and they need to be paid more attention to as well. You know, it's a behind-the-line-of-scrimmage play. Um, it's you know it moves the offense backwards, not forwards. You know it takes away the down and puts them in a worse position. Um, you know if it's you know it's just a sack, but not of the quarterback. You know, and if you look at it that way, then you you should be paying a little bit more attention to tackles for loss. So Demario Davis is going out here consistently doing that. And then on top of that, four sacks, four sacks, five sacks, five sacks. He's actually rushing the passer a lot too. He blitzes a, a ton at the linebacker position, um, which you don't get a lot of guys that consistently blitz a lot, you know, from scheme to scheme, but he has continued to be a high level blitzer and he gets home. You know, these aren't ending up in hurries and pressures. These are ending up with quarterbacks on their ass. Um, that's six, six point play. You stack that with your tackle for loss. You're looking at 11 point swing right there. And he's got the ability to do that a couple of times a season for you from the middle linebacker position. So even though I'm not a huge saints fan, um, Demario Davis is one of my one of the few players that when I'm watching a Saints game, like he's the guy I've always got eyes on because I just love watching him play. 
Yeah, and he's just a level of consistency is just there year in, year out. He's finished top 20 um, in, in end of season rankings in IDB one, two, three as a linebacker uh, last four seasons. So that, that's just a level of consistency that you love. And I was I was a little skeptical when the he, he came to New Orleans. But, uh, you know, after being in with the Jets all those years, uh, but it, he's, he's performed well. And I, I was pretty, pretty shocked by it. And I was happy to see them be able to retain him again this year. And really, I'd like to see him find a way to, to keep him for next year because he's still producing really, really well. He's still their best linebacker. Um, oh, yeah. So it's great he, to see. Yeah, he, he's good. You know, he, he doesn't get gaudy tackle numbers, which is why I think some IDP people don't love him. His highest season's 135, and that's been a, a while back. But he usually hits in that. He, he goes over 100 pretty consistently, you know, because he has impact plays to go with it. It doesn't really exactly. bog him down. It I mean, those tackles for losses, you can't, you know, sure that, the, I mean, for one, the sack floor over the last four seasons, he's averaging four and a half sacks. So that's great. Um, and then you add in, he's averaging, you know, what, 11 or 12 tackles for loss per season, um, which is almost equivalent to a sack. I mean, it's, so as far as scoring-wise, that's where his bread and butter is. And then, you know, his pass deflections aren't awful either. You know, five in 2020, and he had 12 last year in 2019, which is a, a great number. Um, so, yeah, the impact plays are there. That's 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 what's important. Um, and the, and the, the, the tackle floor isn't what you want necessarily, but if, if you're getting the – the 20 or, or more impact plays each year, which he's been doing, um, you can't complain. Yep, exactly. You really can't complain with him. Um, we'll move on down the list. Number 17 for us with his fourth season with the Buffalo Bills. They did pick up his fifth-year option. That is Tremaine Edmonds. Um, 15 games played this last year. He injured his shoulder early in the season, which kind of slowed him down, in my in my opinion, of you know kind of what was going on with him. Um Traditionally, has been in, in a high-level impact player. He has gotten behind the line of scrimmage for a big season and tackles for loss. He's gotten high pass deflection seasons, but this last season he really didn't do a lot. But again, I I personally attribute a lot of that to the early season injury. Um, so I have a lot of faith in him actually this next year to to pull off some, you know, a, a linebacker one type of season. I I I just was actually saying to somebody on the uh, the IDP Army Discord. You know, I think that he's going to – I'm projecting him to have his best season of his career this year. I think he pulls it all together. I think he goes up, you know, 120-plus tackles, which he's not done in his career. Um, and then I think he goes from there. He, he tackles on – he tacks on the impact plays that weren't there this last year, only eight. And Oh, he had 121 combined tackles his rookie season. I'm sorry. So now he would have to go a little bit past that. But I, I think he's got it in him. You know, this is – it's a contract year, um, so that always gives guys incentive. Um, you know, the injury, he's totally recovered from that. And again, I've said it three times now, but that's what I attribute to him not getting impact plays this last year, even though he still had the second most tackles of his career and played 15 games, you know, it just, he wasn't able to finish plays the way that he had been years, years previously. Yeah. And, and, you know, to go off of you saying he had it, he, you think he has it in him. He's proven that he does, um, you know, with 23 impact plays per season, his first two years, to have such a drastic drop off, you would think, and and in in a scheme that hasn't changed defensively that I know of, so that's got to you would think that's got to pretty much be due to something, and him having that you know nagging injury throughout the year has to pay a pretty big co- contribution to to the lack of impact plays, like you're saying. I think there's some merit there. I think that that really is the cause, and um, so and we'd like to see him. He, he doesn't miss tackles. Um, that 
you know, that's something where there's there's more there to be had. I mean, he missed 12 tackles each of the last two years. And as a rookie, he missed 24, which was 16% of his opportunities. So that's huge. So, yeah, we'd like there, there's more meat to be had. And a healthy Tremaine Edmonds in year four playing for a big contract. Uh, I, I really think this is a great year to try to acquire him before the season even starts because he is going to be barring, you know, some catastrophic injury or anything. He's going to be putting his best you know, performance out there from week one. So it's, it's, I think he's a guy to buy prior to the season starting. Um, now the bills did pick up his fifth year option already, but most linebackers want to go ahead and get that new contract before that fifth year option even starts. So next, this year is his contract. You're still in my mind, barring him not performing where we think he will, but I don't think we're going to worry about that. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at his production profile, you know, and and again, this year, just to show the kind of outlier it was in his rookie season, 56 percent of his points were from solo tackles. His sophomore season, 53 percent. Then you go to last year and this is the big mover, 68 percent. So he was really just doing everything in the tackle department. Couldn't get any points anywhere else. Only three pass deflections and four tackles for loss two sacks i mean that's you know that's he should have essentially you would expect him to have about double that to go along with the 119 tackles so like you said i think there's a lot of meat here still to be had and he's a great buy candidate right now um you know i've got him as a buy in the index like his value at right now i think just a second is reasonable for a good price for him i mean if you got if you got 119 tackles and 18 impact plays out of one of the rookies you just got you'd be thrilled you know, and you drafted all those guys in the second. So, yep. All right. Well, let's hear from our sponsors real quick before we go on the list. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, interrupting the show quickly to tell you guys about a new sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't checked out Monkey Knife Fight yet, you're definitely going to do that. Let me tell you what they have to offer, all right? Monkey Knife Fight is daily fantasy sports gaming website for casual sports fans that is simple and easy to use and easy to play. The users determine which superstars competing for the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than a contest provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to salary cap-based DFS games, but without all the algorithms, the lineups, and most importantly, the sharks. You guys got to go try this at IDP Army, okay? Monkey Knife Fight is like our brand, like the IDP Army brand. It's disruptive, it's forward-thinking, and they are definitely where we play daily fantasy sports you guys should too get started today with a 100% instant match bonus up to $50 if you use the promo code IDP Army. That's only for the first time or new depositors only, but hopefully you guys are getting in there, winning some money, having a good time, and make sure whenever you guys get in there, and if you do win a little bit of money, you know, which is what we want you to do, take those winnings, go sign up with the Patreon, Patreon. Dot com that'll get you into the idp army patreon where you can check out the ultimate idp index the discord channel and all that other good stuff so idp army you know what to do back to the show We are back, IDP Army. Appreciate everybody that's in the Discord. Appreciate everybody that's in the Patreon. Appreciate the IDP Army. Check out the website, idparmy.com. You can get links to all that stuff. We got a couple articles up there. Shout out to Bomber. 
He's doing some great work over there for us, and we will have more stuff coming. Guys, we got big, huge, monstrous things cooking. All right. Monkey knife fights cooking, sleepers cooking. We're cooking. All right. Flipping burgers. Flipping them burgers, SpongeBobbing it up. Yep. Join us in Bikini Bottom. I'm a Sandy. All right. So, number 18 for us on our top 24 linebackers is Eric Wilson. Now, this is really high compared to where he was probably anywhere last year because he probably wasn't even ranked by many people last year. Um, if you know the story of Eric Wilson, it starts essentially week two when Anthony Barr got hurt and he came in to fill in as the starter. Um, and he went on to have a, an extremely prolific linebacker season, 25 impact plays. Um, I mean, that right there just, I mean, it's like, like I said, stop. I'm almost speechless. You know, 25 impact plays for a guy coming off the bench is, is unreal. Uh, playing next to Eric Kendricks, too, most of the season, which makes it even more unreal because Eric Kendricks is a total savage. We talked about him on the top. He was in our top 10. Okay. So this guy came out, showed himself to be worthwhile, and then he goes out and gets picked up by the Eagles because they have Anthony Barr coming back with the Minnesota Vikings. So now Eric Wilson finds himself on the Eagles. Um, they need linebacker help. I, I'm an Eric Wilson believer, Joe, and I, I think you are too. What do you what do you like about Eric Wilson and his trajectory right now? Well, obviously, like you said, the 25 impact plays, you know, for a guy that was really coming into his his fourth year um, is huge. I mean, the guy was was undrafted in 2017. He only saw snaps for special teams. Um, and then his second, third year, you know, he only averaged 33 percent of the, the team snaps. But in 2020, like you said, due to injury, got, you know, a huge increase in snaps and, and played 96 percent of their snaps. So. Assuming that's the role he's going to take in Philadelphia, which he has to basically, there's, there's I don't see another option for them. And they, they they brought him in, you know, for enough money to to say he is the starter. Um, I, I foresee the same production coming in, if not better, you know, with with more experience and game scripts. You know, it, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be bad. They they are, and so the opportunities are going to be there for him. He's going to be on the field a lot, and he's gonna he's gonna make plays. Um, Twenty five impact plays, like you said, is huge, especially when he's lining up next to a guy that is, is doing the same type of stuff. Um, so I'm excited for him. And he still is a guy that I think isn't considered a top 25 linebacker when in reality he is. Um, so he, he's definitely a buy low guy. I mean, there's most people are, are, aren't really looking at him the way that they should. Yeah. I was looking, you know, I'm looking at the index and one of the things I have noted here on Wilson is, he had almost a one-to-one solo tackle to assist tackle ratio, which is kind of uncommon. You don't normally see that. So you usually see more solos than than um, assists by a decent little margin. So he that tells me that he left some points on the field. You know, you give him a handful of those, you sprinkle them towards the solo side, and he goes even higher last year than he finished as a linebacker 11. And like I said, that was playing alongside Eric Kendricks, who was – a top five linebacker through week 12. So he finished a huge part and into those becoming assisted tackles. Yep, He's not lining up to a guy that's a ball hawk like that. You know, that those numbers could easily have increased pretty considerable. Yep. Agree hundred percent. So Eric Wilson, he comes in for us on our list at number 18 Eagles fans. Maybe you guys finally got that linebacker. You've all wanted Next on our list, we have Isaiah Simmons coming in at 19. You know, people, I think people think we're like Isaiah Simmons haters, but we're not. You know, we're just, we're just not obsessed with Isaiah Simmons like some people are. Um, 
he's a he's a good he's a good linebacker. You know, he he couldn't get that starting role last year. You know, being a first round pick, but you know, he had some savvy veterans in front of him, and they they were out there. But eleven impact plays for him, uh, very similar to the uh, similar to what Logan Wilson did. Um, similar number of snaps. Wilson played, I believe, a little bit less. Yeah, we had 376 defensive snaps cumulative for Isaiah Simmons last year. Not what you would have thought what you would have were getting from him when you drafted him in your rookie draft two years ago in IDP uh, rookie drafts. But you know, you take what you get. You know, they they've openly stated now that they do not want that they are looking to trade. Jordan Hicks, who was the linebacker one two years ago, was still a top 15 linebacker last year, top 24 linebacker. You have Devondre Campbell, who I believe he's they, they did not exercise the option in their contract for him. And they've openly stated that Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are the guys that they're going to move forward with. Right now, we have Isaiah Simmons as our lead guy in our rankings for that group. Just because, you know, like we said with Logan Wilson or like, like, I don't say, I say, I'm saying I said like Logan Wilson. I, I mentioned that earlier on a different show, but um, Logan Wilson had 10 impact plays and 343 snaps, 11 impact plays for Simmons on 376. That's a super high rate. He also had 54 tackles on that many snaps. That's a lot. So there is upside with Isaiah Simmons. Um, and if he can, you know, hold down that role, assuming that they don't, you know, do anything silly. Um, he he looks like he could be in a good spot to finish as a top linebacker this year. Yeah, I agree. And and, and the news that you know that the Cardinals are you know trying to move Jordan uh, Jordan Hicks is is awesome. Um, that's great for Simmons because prior to that, I think we were a little lower than most because you know them drafting you know the rookie that they did does did crowd you know the what was actually going to happen. But if Jordan Hicks is moved. That that makes it a, a whole lot more clear Simmons' role in their defense. So yeah, barring that that move does happen, that's huge for him. And, and, and honestly, he could he could easily finish uh, considerably higher in these ranks uh, in our personal rankings um, if if he does get that you know nine hundred to a thousand snap percentage because you know, like we're saying um, our snap count because he did get you know the the, the sacks on, on on a limited snap count two sacks and three quarterback hits. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, you know, and he did have a couple, you know, like you said, what would you say, 10 impact plays? Um, that's that's not bad. I mean, for 11. that snap count, 11. So, yeah, um, yeah and, and I mean, if you take that snap and you triple it, I mean, not to say assume that those tackles are going to come with it, but if they were, I mean, that's 130 to 140 tackles. Um, so that's that's a pretty high number. So, yeah, the narrative the narrative is training in his direction. They just need that trade to go through to to clear up who's who's really the one and two there. Yeah, he, you know, if you prorate out him for a thousand snaps last year, which, you know, obviously is one thing or another, that's 144 tackles. So, you know, he was pacing yeah. to be, he was pacing for some big dog tackles. He was pacing for a big dog season. But again, small sample size. We'll have to see if he can keep that pace up when he is the guy. Um, and he looks like he's going to get his opportunity. So that's why we have him in our top 20 this year. So we'll go ahead and scoot on down the list. After him, okay, we have two rookies here. We're not going to talk very long about the rookies because we don't, you know, we only have landing spot information and what the coaches have kind of told us. But um, we have Micah Parsons at 20 and Jamin Davis at 21. Um, Micah Parsons, everybody knows who he is, or you should know who he is, Penn State linebacker, drafted by the Cowboys. 
Uh, he's essentially going to he's he's been it's been said that he's going to have a starting linebacker role. So as a guy who's already had the kind of been told that he's going to be a starting linebacker, we have to put him in this spot because we've seen high level linebacker production from Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderush in these roles. He's taking one of those two roles. I think he's taking Leighton Vanderush's role, or maybe he won't take his role, but if he takes Jalen Smith's role, Jalen Smith is going to take Leighton Vanderush's role, if that makes sense. Leighton Vanderush is not going to be playing football on a regular basis as long as there's more talented linebackers like these guys around. And then Jamin Davis, um, you know, there's not really anybody in front of him, you know, with the Washington football team, and that's kind of the final infinity stone to their gauntlet for defense. So both those guys landed in good spots. We have them as mid-range linebacker twos. Any strong thoughts, feelings, or opinions on those two players? No, not really. Like you said, we, we don't have anything to go off of other than the spots, which are perfect. Um, I, I don't really see a world where either one of them aren't at least, you know, flex options in, in larger IDP leagues, which if that's your floor from a rookie linebacker, that's pretty, that's pretty damn awesome. And I'm pretty excited really for Micah Parsons as I targeted him pretty heavy. I think like you're saying, he, I think him taking over Leighton Vanderesh's role is less likely than it being, like you said, Jalen Smith taking it. I think we're going to see those two be neck and neck at the end of the year on on points per game for the you know IDP scoring, which is pretty exciting. And then Jameen Davis, you know, who's there's no one really for him to even compete with. Most of the guys that they had on, in their linebacker core last year. Now Cole Holcomb is 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 something, um, but he's uh, this guy's going to going to out outdo him easily I think and the other guys that he would be in the running for were just bodies there eating up snaps um, they weren't really doing anything with it other than tackles um, so yeah he's going to bring another element to that level of you know defense that the the Washington football team was missing so now they're going to have an elite talent at every level of their defense which is pretty pretty awesome and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch yep Every level of the defense, like you said, I mean, it's going to be a shit show. I mean, I can't. I feel bad for Jalen Hurd and what's his what's his butt up there in New York. I mean, they're just they're just going to get eaten alive by this defense. Oh, even and now, oh I mean, yeah, even and now, yeah, you're right. And they have an offense now that can put pressure on guys. So, well, and the Washington football team, they could potentially realistically have three defensive linemen finish top fifth. Well, at least top twenty four. In 2021, I mean that's that's unheard of. Now two is 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 is, is kind of common, not common, but not as rare. But three, I don't, I don't know that's ever happened. I mean, I've never looked it up. I know awesome. it sounds, I know it sounds crazy, you know, but I think that they, I mean, if you're just being honest with yourself, they're a, they could, they're not out of the Super Bowl picture. I mean, I know it's oh, early and all that, yeah. but I mean, they're such a good. And people like go oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm like, he's not even that bad anymore. And they have a coach that's been to the Super Bowl and a great coach. They have a solid – I mean, the organization has completely changed its culture in the past two, three years. You've got young leaders on the team, offense and defense. You've got an old leader in Ryan Fitzpatrick who knows what this is about. Um, you know, running games – saw. I mean, they, there's no holes on the Washington football team as far as coaching staff goes and as far as players go anymore. Um, well, we maybe, saw with Tampa Bay what they did best – and that was get pressure to the quarterback by your front line. And that's exactly what Washington football team can do. And yeah, to be, that's you know, how they made the playoffs. And I mean, I, I personally don't, I mean, I think Fitzpatrick is like putting duct tape on a, a, a hole on a dam. I mean, oh. he, I think there'll be games where we're like, Oh yeah, he's the right deal. But then 
you know, there'll be games where Taylor Hineke finishes it, I, I think. Bro, uh, so, but I still think that their team is, is a, a dark horse to to really shock some people. And at worst, they're going to the playoffs. Don't yeah, win. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs. I think I mean, they'll win a game or two. I, exactly. I I would. I think and in it's the NFL, realistic to see them in the NFC Conference Championship game. Now, it's a prediction of the Super Bowls. You know, I, I don't blame anyone for doing it, but I think them going to the championship game is, is, is pretty likely. They get in the championship game and they score an opening drive touchdown, and that defense puts their foot on the gas. They're, I don't care who the fuck they're playing. They're oh, in trouble. Well, they, they were the closest to defeating the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers in the playoffs. They, 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 if they did have Fitzpatrick, they didn't have Alex Smith, they would have won that game. I, I mean, they would have, yeah, and good. that was a year ago, and they're better now with Curtis Samuel on offense, you know, obviously helping. Fitzpatrick's going to crazy help Terry McLaurin. And just in gen- and general. Terry McLaurin was hurt last year, too. Like, that team was like, they went into the playoffs struggling and still put the, the like you said, the Super Bowl champs on their heels. So, and they're, yeah, it's going to be some scary shit. Nobody wants to talk about Logan Thomas, you know, being a top three tight end, but – you know, it happened, yeah. and uh, the offense, again, could be better. So, yeah, they're obviously training up, but they're training up in a, in a hard way, and I, I can't wait for them. I mean, it's weird to say I'm excited for the uh, NFC East to see how it – those is really, to me, it's just them and Dallas and then New York improving a lot but not being that level. Um, yeah, New York is a good team on paper, but when it t- comes time to hit the field and put a drive together, I'm a lot yeah, I mean, confident. <laughs> They've got a lot of things in line other than their quarterback. And, I mean, they, they, they did. They needed to wait a year. And so, yeah, they're, they're, I think they're doing things better than we, we, we know. And uh, next year, I think if they can get someone under there that, that makes sense, that can, is competent, um, they, they could surprise some people, especially playing in that division. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All Which right, we well, say that, but that division is obviously trending up. So, I mean, maybe that narrative has changed in a year that the NFC East isn't the worst in the league. Maybe. All right, we're going to close you guys out. We have three guys left on our list. We have 22, Foisade Olakun, 23, Miles Jack, and 24, Jerome Baker. Um, Olakun, kind of a do-it-all linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, took him a couple of years to actually get the starting job, though. But when he did get it this last year, he did prove himself to be a good tackler and a good impact player. Even though he missed a game and then left another game early, he still finished as a top-12 linebacker this season. He had one game where he had like four forced fumbles in like a, a half. I mean, it was one of the wildest things you've probably ever seen in the NFL. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, He's he's trending the right way, and he's kind of like a, a I don't want to say a cornerstone piece, but he's one of the guys on the defense right now for Atlanta that I don't think they're going to move away from. Um, so he comes in at twenty two for us. Miles Jack, I noticed on that PFF thread I was telling you earlier, he was getting a lot of love, but you know he doesn't really do a lot besides tackle and show up. And then Jerome Baker, I really like Jerome Baker. I think he could be up this list a little bit higher. Um, Miami didn't do anything to address the linebacker position in the draft. Uh, they didn't really do anything in free agency. I think they brought in Benardrick McKinney maybe, but I mean, it's, it's still Jerome Baker's job. You know, Flores has been there three, two, three seasons now. And I mean, he hasn't moved away from Jerome Baker. 
He blitzes him a lot, so he does have blow-up games. He had a game last season where he was the linebacker one. Was that week one? Maybe that was week one. Um, but he can get home for sacks. He's got a decent t- tackle floor. So that's kind of a mixed bag of guys there for you. But any strong thoughts, feelings, or opinions on either of those three players? Yeah, um, out of the three, um, I think it is uh, Jerome Baker that I'm most excited for because if, if any one of them were to, to just have a, a huge blow-up season, I think he's the one that's capable of doing that. Um, like you said, he doesn't have any really much competition there, so he's going to get the opportunities. And the seven sacks last year is pretty awesome. I mean, he didn't. I don't think he actually rushed the quarterback a lot. Um, let's did see. he not? I well, think no, I he blitzed 99 times, so that's, that's not a lot. That's yeah, that, that's a good amount. So, yeah, but still, I mean, seven sacks, you love seeing that. You know, the impact plays are, are, are going up. Um, the pass deflections, he averages three. You know, he's had two forced fumbles each of the last two years. So this is a guy that I think of the three I'm most excited to see watch. And uh, I love that a lot of people aren't even – don't really even know much about him. That's great for anyone who does their research, looks at these rankings. I mean, this is this is somebody that you can – you can definitely go out and get it at a pretty damn good price. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, of those guys, I think he's kind of the one that I would want the most to, um, he did come in as 24 on our consensus, but you know, these are kind of early things will definitely be changing. So give you guys one more word from our sponsors and then we will close out the show. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies, or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly, so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, IDP Army. We have given you our top 24 linebackers. We have given you our top 24 defensive linemen. You can check out those episodes of the podcast. You can check out those shows on the YouTube channel. We appreciate you as always. Um, if you are the Patreon, I quickly want to talk about the IDP Army Gladiator League. So we will be give, sending out an announcement and a sign-up sheet, or we'll be getting you organized into those leagues for the patrons of the Black Ops tier or the, the tier right below that. I forget what the, the actual title of that one is. Elite tier, I believe, is elite tier. Um, or special ops. So if you're in those tiers, you can get access to the IDP Army Gladiator Leagues. There will be prizes for those. There will be leagues that we will be running. Um, We'll have a commissioner set up for you guys, and it's just for our community. You know, it'll be really good time. Be competitive leagues. We'll be having a, yeah, having a good time over there. So I'll have some more announcements on the format of what that's going to look like, on the rules of how that's going to be set up. It's going to be 
not quite dynasty, but it's not going to be redraft either. It's going to be kind of like a sleeper or a sleeper, blah, 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 a keeper situation, like a keeper dynasty. So we'll have like two offense, two defense. I don't want to give too much away, but there'll be some interesting scoring adjustments in there for offensive players. You know, people like to, you know, the Scott Fishbowl scoring is kind of getting popular, just different stuff. So we, we've tweaked it a little bit to some of our favorite scorings for the IDP Army settings. And yeah, so you guys can look for that on the Patreon and on a, uh, you know, I'll have an actual announcement in the defensive back show that will come out next week. Like subscribe, all that good stuff. Joe, anything else to say? Uh, no, just the big thing is, uh, you know, do not draft Fred Warner over Darius Leonard or Roquan Smith, no matter what PFF tells you, don't do it. Terrible, terrible decision. Unless you're in my league. Yeah. All right. I can't top that. That's some damn good advice right there. So until next time, IDP Army, we are out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock. Got a plan. Gotta get stocks. Keep them bands. Hear the clock tick. Blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting it.